Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell here to talk Gamecock spring football. Wes, spring practice got started yesterday. Will Muschamp uh, has spoken with the media, and media has had access to the first uh, bit of practice here as the Gamecocks open under Will Muschamp. So it it feels like a clean slate, Wes. Uh, Everybody getting to know the staff and the staff getting its first live look at all these players. Sure, the coaches have seen film but really it's their first live look at the Gamecock football team, so it's an important time period here for Gamecock football. Yeah, I kind of uh, thought to myself, uh, you know, sort of half-joking that, uh, you know, I noticed the players now have their names on the back of their practice jerseys. And, you know, I thought, well, that, that's a cool little perk to, to add that there. Then I thought, well, that, that might just be because, the, you know, the, the coaches and the players are still getting to know each other. And uh, first impressions, obviously, are always big, and I, I think, the first time out there for spring practice is an opportunity for these guys to, to make that first impression on their on their new coaching staff. Some, you know, Muschamp, I've, I've seen him say it a couple times. Some guys, um, you know, look great uh, running a 40-yard dash, look great in the weight room, and then uh, don't look all that great in the football field. Uh, obviously, some guys play great in helmets uh, with no pads and then, uh, you know, aren't quite as good when, when the real hitting begins. Obviously, South Carolina's not been able to, to put on the full uh, pads and, and go hit yet. But um, obviously a, an important part of the process, uh, South Carolina kicking off spring practice. And I, I don't know what we know yet, but as always, uh, we will do our best to, to overanalyze everything we saw in that 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, very good. Wes, uh, there's a lot of talk about the defense, and uh, Muschamp is going to start with a four-man defensive front. And he says that uh, he's going to – sort of transition to some 3-4 looks as well. And a lot of this defensive scheme that he's implementing will center around the buck position. And it's just kind of a hybrid uh, outside linebacker, defensive end. And um, you've got a piece on Gamecock Central today about this. Looks like Boozy Whitlow, you know, is one of the leading candidates to, to win that job. And Boozy's looking good right now at 6'4", 240 pounds. We've got video with him on the site, and it sounds like he is encouraged by the change to the scheme, and I think he likes it so far. He said he was playing more of a read position last year, and if he ends up at the buck this year, it's just going to give him more freedom to make plays and to, to do his own thing. So uh, talk about that a little bit and talk about how long it may take before the Gamecocks start to, to work on some 3-4 stuff. How long will they stay in the 4-3 at the start of practice here? Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, first of all, um, I always looked at the, the previous scheme, especially uh, under Ellis Johnson and Lorenzo Ward, and you know, there's a lot of talk about Spur and uh, how that was a hybrid safety slash linebacker position. Um, you know, that that was still relatively new, I think, when Carolina first started doing that. Now everybody seems to have a little bit of a of a position like that within their defense, but you know, that was probably the most important position in that defense at times. I think the Buck. Having a guy who can do all the things that 
that position requires. Probably the most important requirement in this South Carolina scheme that we're going to see South Carolina run this year, if they're able to, you know, run the scheme that Muschamp wants to run. I think, you know, one thing I took away from his press conference on Monday is that he said they're going to do the things that the guys are capable of, of doing. So, you know, I think in, in theory, Muschamp probably has an idea of what he wants his defense to look like, but until you've recruited your own guys for, you know, two, three recruiting cycles, you don't know yet if these guys are all going to be capable of doing that. Now, you know, I think Boosie Whitlow, I said it on Twitter when I linked that article, I think he's a perfect fit for what they require out of that that position in the system. Uh, he's battling with Darius English, of course, English, a kid that um, has always had a little bit of the hype around his name, but has not quite been able to find that fit that gets him on the field consistently and making plays. And I think this position actually fits him pretty well, too. You know, certainly better than what he was asked to do previously. So um, that'll be something I think we have to watch consistently this spring and into the fall is does South Carolina have what it needs in that position. Now, if you were just watching like we were when they were working on the 4-3, um, it really just literally looks like any other defensive end lined up. You wouldn't – you wouldn't know just uh, visually looking, oh, well, that's the buck position. Uh, it just looks like a regular four-down lineman type of defense um, if you're just, you know, average fan looking out there watching them line up. Now, in this scheme, if they are able to introduce some of that 3-4, basically the idea is to be able to move seamlessly from a four-man, you know, down lineman look to a three-man look by having that buck either be with his hand in the ground to make four-down linemen or roaming around playing linebacker to have three linemen. Uh, now, Muschamp's point was that, you know, it's not literally to the players as simple as just standing that guy up because everybody's responsibilities are going to shift around. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to throw a lot at the guys this spring, and depending on how quickly they pick it up will probably depend on how much and how often they're going to be able to actually uh, rep the three, four looks as well. Yeah, it really is an interesting time when you consider that, um, you know, Muschamp and the staff are in charge with preparing the meal. They're, they're the head chef, and they, they don't even know what kind of groceries they're working with yet. You know, so the start of spring practice is kind of a chance for them to, you know, see firsthand for the first time what kind of talent they've got on the team, and then they'll have to assess that talent and figure out the best way to utilize uh, all the players that they think are ready to be on the field. So it's uh, an important time period for the Gamecocks from that standpoint. And with spring practice getting underway yesterday, we've got 15 practices scheduled. Yesterday was the first one. And um, talk about the, the schedule coming up and what the Gamecock coaches will be looking for. And I know it was a two-hour workout yesterday, and they really hit the ground running, West, They kept a very fast pace in practice, and things are moving quickly, and they're throwing a lot at these players from day one. Yeah, you know, I, I would describe it as a frenetic pace. Uh, I think, um, you know, one thing Will Muschamp has talked about is that, and I think we forget, is that these guys are going to have to almost, in some cases, relearn everything because every coach has a certain way they like things done. And every coach uh, probably practices a little bit different. Every coach has his own pet peeves. Every coach has certain things that are maybe a little bit more important to him than another coach. So while obviously clearly it's still just football, um, Practicing a certain way is something that these guys are going to have to learn. Even us from a media standpoint, uh, you know, this whole open 15-minute session feels kind of like a almost like an NFL practice. You get to go out there and see things for just real quick. It's like, all right, y'all are out. Get out of here. Um, don't know how much you can take from 15 minutes. But I do know one thing. 
there was an intensity. Uh, there was a, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of teaching. There was a lot of yelling. And, um, the 11 11 portion that we did see was all about the hurry up, no huddle. Like, I almost felt like I was watching a Gus Malzahn practice. Uh, the, the offense hustling to the line of scrimmage, defense obviously hustling to get lined up. And there were times where Emerson, there would even be a, uh, an incomplete pass, but the offense would, would run up to where the ball hit incomplete just to simulate, you know, if it was complete, how they'd have to hustle to the line of scrimmage, get a play, and get lined up. So the entire um, focus, it felt like to me, that 11-on-11 was getting plays in quick, getting lined up quick, and then the defense obviously getting set up quick as well. So, uh, you know, we, we've heard a lot of talk about how it's going to be a, a spread, no-huddle type of offense. Um, if that very first session was any indication, um, that seems to be exactly what it is. It was a all shotgun that I saw. Uh, it was all three receivers that I saw. Um, sometimes uh, with a tight end and a running back. Sometimes with two split running backs. But you know, obviously, it, it's a very, very small snapshot, basically, of what is going to be an entire spring. But um, if that snapshot was any indication, then. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a, a lot of uh, high-paced, uh, hurry-up type of uh, spring for the game guy. All right, and to that end, Wes, it sounds like all-season workouts were more difficult this year. Scott Hood's got a piece on the site today talking about uh, the challenge that the all-season workouts presented to the players and the level of difficulty. It sounds like uh, there was just a lot more work put in this all-season in the weight room. And um, Scott wrote about that. You can read that story on Gamecock Central um, Wes, it sounds like the Gamecocks are just getting back to work. You know, I don't know that it's fair to say that South Carolina kind of rested on its laurels after three straight 11-win seasons, but I think that's the perception a lot of people have got. So Jeff Dillman, the new strength coach, comes in from Alabama, and he gets to work right away during the off-season workouts, and that's what's helped get this team prepared for what should be a very physically demanding spring practice period. Yeah, and, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, a lot of times I do um, – the more I've done this, the more I kind of take the winter workout uh, reports from the players themselves. I kind of take it with a grain of salt because um, I can't remember. I can't remember a single year that the players came in and say, "Oh yeah, we we get to work hard this off season." You know, it's it, it's almost always every single spring, probably every program in the country. You know, you hear, "Oh, we worked harder than ever before," but at the same time, I, I do think uh, particularly coming from the very top with Will Muschamp, just a, a physical uh, mindset that's going to get passed down and a emphasis on toughness that is being passed down. I think those things are, are very clearly uh, characteristics of this um, program that has been basically infused into the winter workout program. And I, I think, uh, you know, we, we've already seen some transfers. We, we've talked about it even, you know, right here on, on the podcast. We've seen transfers already. I'd imagine there will still be transfers, and um, to me, it's it sort of you got to sort of get in line with the way things are going to be done, or, uh, or or you need to just move on. We've already seen that with some guys, and um, obviously, I, I think part of the design of the winter workout program was to find out which of these guys have the dedication and uh, just the want to uh, to be a part of this program and to be a part of a program that's run the way it's going to be under much chance because. Um, you know, even at its most core basic level, you look at you're going from an offensive guy to a defensive guy. So 
Spurrier. You know, it was about the passing game. It was about finesse. It was about stuff like that at, at the very core of his thinking. The very core of Muschamp's thinking is going to be defense, stop the run, physicality, be great on the line of scrimmages. So uh, I think we've seen that sort of permeate the program even just, uh, you know, a couple of months into Muschamp's tenure. Yeah, Gamecock linebacker T.J. Holloman told Scott Hood that the off-season workouts were designed to weed out the weak. So the Gamecocks have put in some work this off-season, and we're getting ready uh, with spring football just getting cranked up. First practice took place yesterday. We've got scrimmages coming up on March 26th and April the 2nd, and then the Garnet and Black game will culminate spring practice on Saturday, April the 9th. That's a pretty good quote, actually. I I had not heard that T.J. said that. I I like that a lot. Weed out the week. I think that's probably perfectly put. Yeah, interesting time, Wes. You know, players that played last year have got the proof to the coaching staff that they're going to be able to fit uh, the new schemes that are being installed for both offense and defense. And uh, for players who maybe didn't get as much playing time as they would have liked last year, it's kind of a clean slate for them and a chance to prove what they can do for this new coaching staff and try to get more minutes, more time on the field this year. So a lot of activity with Gamecock football right now. We talked about the defense here on Gamecock Central Radio West. Let's talk about the offense a little bit. Kurt Roper, the co-offensive coordinator, uh, you said is you know putting in this up-tempo spread style of offense, and uh, we know the Gamecocks have five scholarship quarterbacks. And Muschamp said openly, flatly, uh, during the press conference two days ago that uh, he'd like to whittle that down to three uh, that are you know competing for the starting job uh, by the end of the spring. He'd like to name a starter by the end of the spring, but he doesn't know yet uh, if he's going to be able to do that because we're just getting our feet wet with spring practice. So talk about the offense, uh, talk about the quarterback position. Yeah, you know I. Um... I know he'd, he'd like to possibly name a starter, but um, just my, my personal opinion and sort of just reading between the lines with his responses to those questions, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for him to actually name a starter because, you know, I, I think you look at Perry Orris, you look at Brandon McElwain, you look at Connor Mitch, uh, you look at Lorenzo Nunez. All, all these guys um, have some different strengths and all these guys have some different weaknesses that um, – you know, they're going to bring to the table. And, you know, it's going to depend on a, a lot of things. It's going to depend on what what does South Carolina sort of covet in that quarterback position. And it's going to depend on um, which guys can sort of eliminate their weaknesses or improve on their weaknesses the most throughout the spring. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I don't think it's any real indicator, but Perry Orth took the first reps in the spring in 11-on-11. Perry Orth, uh, you know, they had one player sort of, uh, yell out the cadence, I guess, during the stretching program. That was uh, that was Perry Orr's job as well. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much we should read into that. But um, in general, and Connor Mitch took the second reps, but in general, I sort of look at this as those other guys are going to have to pass Perry Orr. I, I know the, the staff maybe doesn't look at it like that or is not going to say they look at it like that, but I look at the fact that Perry Orth has the experience. Perry Orth knows how to run an offense. He knows how to get, gain the respect of his teammates. He knows how to command a huddle. And um, he, he's gone and done it. Now, for South Carolina to be a great football team, obviously they have to continue to upgrade the quarterback position. So I, I sort of look at Perry Orth as being the guy that we, we know what South Carolina has with Perry Orth. Everybody else, sort, sort of an unknown, I think. So... I think it's up to those other guys to pass basically the bar that Perry Orth has set. And, um, you know, it, 
they'll probably have every opportunity to do that. But, um, you know, the, the closer we get to fall, if they can't, then the more likely I think it would be that, that South Carolina would go with the experience and, and start a guy like Perry Orris. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that makes sense. Orth was a starter at the end of last year, and you would think that the job will be his unless somebody goes out and takes it away from him uh, with a superior spring. So we'll keep an eye on this as we move forward. This is Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. We invite you to download the free phone apps that allow you to listen to Gamecock Central Radio on your phone. We have an iPhone app and an Android app, and we're also on iTunes. All you got to do is search Gamecock Central Radio for all three. Wes, I'm curious to know what's going to happen with Lorenzo Nunez. Will there be packages for him at quarterback? You know, Nunez demonstrated that he's very good in the open field, and i got to believe he's going to be on the field in some capacity. I'm not convinced that it's going to be at quarterback uh, just yet, and I know we're very early in spring ball, but you got to believe that Nunez is going to be on the field in some way, shape, or form. So will he get some uh, – will there be some play sets put in just for him at quarterback? Will he be moved to another position? seems to me Nunez will have to be involved in some way, but – we don't have any idea yet uh, what that role exactly is going to be. Yeah, no, no answers on that yet. Um, you know, he he's been with the quarterbacks. From what I've been told, he's been with the quarterbacks all you know off season as far as the meeting rooms. Um, he does actually, believe it or not, he does his conditioning um, and his weight room work with the skill players, with the receivers. Um, but he's always done that just simply because um, he's such a good athlete that they knew the only way to push him athletically was to put him with guys that had similar skill sets to him. So, um, you know, that really doesn't mean anything as far as this goes, but I think it speaks to his athleticism. And, you know, I think even even if he sticks at quarterback, I, I think if, if a guy like Perry Orth, it, you know, is the guy, or a guy like Connor Rich is the guy, then you certainly would want to look at some Wildcat-type packages for someone like uh, Lorenzo Nunez. And, you know, he, he's got to be sitting out there saying – I see the need at wide receiver. Um, you know, that that probably has to be in the back of his mind. Now, at, you know, the same, you know, we have to remind people, I guess, at the same time, that he, just because a guy's a great athlete doesn't mean he can just go out there to wide receiver and know how to play the position. Um, that would be a, a full-on transition and something he'd have to dive in head first to do. But, Hey, you know, you, you look at the need there, and, and obviously, uh, if he if he's third or fourth on the depth chart at, at a quarterback, particularly if he's out of that top three, then I think if you're Nunez, then you you maybe even yourself say, "Hey, coach, can I get a shot at receiver?" and then go try to spend the whole rest of the off season sort of trying to catch on there because, you know, these other guys at receiver have have played the position most of them their entire life. Um, Nunez, from what I understand, did play with some receiver um, early in his high school career. So it's not completely foreign to him. I've heard he's got a skill set there. But it, it would be difficult to actually go do that. You know, absolutely. So, you know, I think that's that's a question that's not answered yet, but it's something that will be something to monitor throughout the spring. No question. Nunez, good with the ball in his hands. He was good in open space last year, and the Gamecocks will try to find a way to – Get him the ball again this year. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Gamecocks playing multiple quarterbacks in 2016. But obviously, we got the whole spring to hash that out, and then all of preseason practice as well. So it could be 
Could end up being one QB. It may be several. We don't know at this point. And, Wes, as we continue to move through the spring, obviously we're going to have a lot more information to update our subscribers, our visitors on uh, not, you know, a lot of questions right now. Like you said, we, we don't really know where we stand because we're just getting started. But as these 15 practices start to, to clip off, we're going to have more to talk about and a lot more information available. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh... – I'm looking forward to learning all this uh, along with everyone that listens and reads and watches and all that as well because um, it, it, it's all new right now. It's new for everybody, which um, can be uh, scary sometimes for people, but also I think it can be exciting as well. I agree. A lot more to come here on Gamecock Central Radio. Wes, we appreciate the update today, man. Take care. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right. He's Wes Mitchell, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Plenty more Gamecock football to come. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.